This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. I'm on a little later tonight. I'll be on till 7. But I'll be back to my normal schedule soon. And you can always catch up on podcasts you haven't heard through my websites, uh, MonicaPerezShow.com and PropagandaReportDaily.com. And I, I just, before the break, had a call from Paul, and we uh, were disputing some facts about Syria and uh, how to get sources for information, stuff like that. And we were, uh, I was citing some references that he wasn't aware of, and I went ahead and I had done some work on both of them. One was the Smith-Munt Amendment about how the government can propagandize U.S. audiences for, for their purposes, military purposes, or to get political support for military activities, stuff like that. Uh, I I stuck that to the top of MonicaPerezShow.com, and then at PropagandaReportDaily.com, I stuck at the top episode 28 of my podcast, Propaganda Report, where I have a lot of show notes in there with links about Michael Flynn when he was the director of the Defense Intelligence Agency. And they put out a report that said it was confidential internal report, which leaked, which said, and he owned it later. He did not say it was fake or anything like that. I also have that video on there where he said they wanted a Salafist principality to arise between Syria and Iraq so that they could have an excuse to unseat Assad. And that might only be the tip of the iceberg. I mean, because we know that Saudi Arabia, our close allies, fund that stuff so who knows how deep that rabbit hole goes but then i had a call who didn't want to stay on go on the air but said how do you know what to believe how do you if you you don't believe what's in the washington post which was the source that paul cited who do you believe you know right and i and i would say this is that uh the i look for evidence i look for documentation i will always click through on their links which by the way they rarely actually have all their links. So what I do is try to investigate where they got that information. What was the basis of that claim? And sometimes it's just, I mean, it can really get circular. Oftentimes in the mainstream media, I'm talking, I've seen it in the New York Times, Washington Post, for sure, um, National Review. I mean, everything from the mainstream media to the side stream media will refer to other media reports and there will never be any evidence, and, or you'll see anonymous sources, uh, people not authorized to comment. That kind of stuff really has to be backed up. It cannot be taken at face value. So I try to trace it all the way back. I saw a Fox News report that showed a video of the chemical weapons being deployed in Syria against the children. And I recognized the video as being a video that was on Syrian news. I had been just trying to do a lot of different broad research. It was on Syrian news. It was a picture of a rebel hideout. The rebels were the ones who used the chemical weapons. And of course, it was obviously that because it was a cave. <laughs> you know, The government doesn't use a cave. So, you know, it had like cellophane and rubber bands around it. And the rebels had gotten the chemicals all over themselves and went to the hospital. And that's how they were. And I have that on my YouTube 
video. So you can you 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 know what you know. And you, like Rumsfeld used to say, you know, you know, known knowns and known unknowns. You just don't know. You have to distinguish between having faith in the source and being to verif- being able to verify the information. And as long as you can tell the difference between those two things, you can pile all those facts into your head. But uh, you know, to actually condone war or the use of violence by your agents and governments, I think you need more than that. I actually call that the St. Peter test. Like when you're at your judgment day, are you going to say, well, I read it in the Washington Post, you know, that is not an, you know, a justification for the authorization of um, your agents and government to use force. But I just rattled off a lot of stuff. Binkley, my producer here, will, um, you want to reiterate if people want to get those sources, maybe how they can go back to some of these podcasts and go to some, uh, get some of these references? Because what we do with the podcasts are we uh, make copious notes. So if I throw something like that out in the podcast, I will go back and write show notes and put all the links in. I mean, it's really copious. So uh, it's a great resource for these kinds of digging into the real story. So tell people what to do. Monica gives fantastic show notes, very ah, detailed. I've always been great at yeah, memo. <laughs> you can find it on propagandareportdaily.com and the show notes are going to be with every show article and every post. Yeah. So, and then you can also, if you just want to hear the podcast, we post those on iTunes, but you can find it all at propagandareportdaily.com. So, uh, but let's get back to, let me, let me take this call. Let me go to Jack and Kennesaw. We were going to, I want to get back on track with the Jeff Sessions talk. Hey, Jack, you're on with Monica. Uh, hey, Monica. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with most of the things you're saying about, about uh, Jeff Sessions. Uh, I guess my biggest thing yeah. that I'd like to know more about is uh, we, we, we know all this got started with, with Trump wanting to have a better relationship with Russia and the Putin's the killer thing and everything else that came, that's come out with that. What is the difference in that and what Obama did with Cuba Everybody knows that Fidel and Raul Castro are killers. What is the difference with what Obama's group did and what Trump is trying to do? That's very interesting. And I actually do. I know we're going to play a game for the next four years called Obama did worse or Obama did the same thing. And I mean, in this particular instance, I think there are numerous examples of it. For, For me, I really wondered how come the Democrats would demonize Russia anyway, since Russia was the, the, was the Soviet Union. But this is the post-communist Russia. You know what I mean? It's, it's, the, it's the worst. It's like czarist Russia to them. It's nationalist Russia. It's, it is not a um, you know, pillar to international communism the way Cuba remains. I think it's just ideological or at least fits in with their, their um, framework. Right, and we've completely turned over everything that we had in place for Cuba, completely reversed it under the Obama administration. Yeah, and nobody blinks an eye. I, I'm actually, I can see both sides of the argument with, um, I personally, I understand the free trade issue and all that. We have, and I was always taught, the government uh, shouldn't determine I should, I should put that differently. My parents actually boycotted China and thought that it was awful that Nixon opened the doors to China. They thought they had slave labor and that we should not deal with them. Whereas Ron Paul, who, I mean, my parents are libertarian, so is Ron Paul. He thinks you open the door and let the people decide. So my parents to this day don't buy from China and would never buy from Cuba either, I'm sure. 
But there is uh, an argument to be made uh, on both sides, whether you're open a place or you close it as a political thing. But the but this idea of demonizing Russia, I think, is quite dangerous, whereas the Cuba thing only to the extent they had a relationship with Russia were they ever really dangerous to us or, you know, cultural infiltration, maybe. But this thing with Russia, I mean, I, I don't understand where it's going. Do you think that that this is going to progress to something truly dangerous or do you think it's it's simply politicking at home i I think it's politicking at home and i think as long as they think they can gain points by pushing it they can push it i i don't know why the 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 republicans are not fighting back over the whole cuba thing i mean there's no difference in the two policies that uh we'd like a better relationship with everybody that we trade with and everything else uh maybe we can have them and maybe we can that's all that's all Trump has said uh, to get all of this started, which is very strange. They made a big deal out of the out, out of the killer thing, but uh, uh, we all know we all know that the Castros have been killers forever. So, yeah, so yeah, no that difference. is true. I mean, that, or I should say, we certainly are. Uh, we feel like that's in the historical record. That is for sure. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, everybody does business with these. That was the same thing with like Gaddafi and Hussein. Hussein was our ally at one point. What changed? You know, why was all of a sudden he's like the worst guy in the world? You have to get rid of him. He didn't do 9-11. So they they just do this stuff. That, and Saudi Arabia has the worst <laughs> civil rights or human rights policies ever. The most un-women friendly policies ever. Yet uh, nobody on the left or the right is calling for a boycott uh of Saudi Arabia or investigation into all their influences into our policies and, uh, and our past. So yeah, hypocrisy abounds. And I feel like I didn't, um, get to my clips because I was talking about Paul derailed me a little bit and I had to, <laughs> <laughs> I had to talk about the media cause the media is so in the news. I really want people to know how I come up with, what I believe and what I don't believe. So let's just do some tweets, and if I can be forgiven to push the clips down back a little bit, uh, I would like that. Do we have any more um, tweets? I'll take anything, any subject that people uh, are fired up about. Yeah, Ricky Bobby tweets that he likes that Session defended the war-making powers of Congress to the Secretary of Defense, Panetta. Does he have the same influence in his current position? Yes, I have that clip. I'm going to play later in the show. I uh, I really wanted people to hear that because it shows, in my mind, what um, the what's scary about sessions to the liberals that we that that I think when you listen to sessions, he's such a good lawyer. He understands the Constitution. He's been around a long time. I don't think he would tolerate too much nonsense, which is why when Al Franken asked him this ridiculous question, he kind of started laughing because he was like, what kind of a stupid question is that? You know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> you know. So let's let's get to all that at the bottom of the hour. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750. WSB. But CNN just published a story alleging that the intelligence community provided documents to the president-elect last week that included information that, quote, Russian operatives claimed to have compromising personal and financial information about Mr. Trump. These documents also allegedly stated, quote, 
there was a continuing exchange of information during the campaign between Trump surrogates and intermediaries for the Russian government. Now, again, I'm telling you this as it's coming out, so, uh, you know. But if it's true, it's obviously extremely serious. And if there is any evidence that anyone affiliated with the Trump campaign communicated with the Russian government in the course of this campaign, what will you do? Senator Franken, I'm not aware of um, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I did have, not have communications with the Russians, um, and I'm unable to comment on it. I mean, to me, that was just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't have anything to do with that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I just, um, I mean, it was so clear I, to me. And so, but listen to this. This is, so that, he did rub elbows with the Russian ambassador a couple of times last year. It was totally innocuous. There's no, they're not even a accusing him. That's going to be the next question. Of doing anything. Have you, you ever know, rubbed elbows with a right. Russian? <laughs> because it doesn't matter if you did or not, just if you tell the truth about it. But here, so listen to how Pelosi uh, characterizes this. Listen to Pelosi. General of the United States lied under oath to his colleagues in the Senate and to the American people about his communications with the Russians. There are standards of professional conduct for attorneys especially the top law enforcement officer in our country. What is the message that that sends to the country, to the lawyers in the State Department, to the American Bar Association, which has standards of moral, of professional conduct, to the state of Alabama, which has standards for professional conduct for its attorneys. The fact that the attorney general, the top cop in our country, lied under oath to the American people is grounds for him to resign. Is grounds for him to resign. He has proved that he is unqualified and unfit to serve in that position of trust. It is insane that she is characterizing what appears to me to be a throwaway comment for a bizarrely worded question. That way, when Eric Holder Absolutely. I did a lot of work with this around Operation Fast and Furious. It is, uh, he said to the Senate, they said, when did you hear about this? He said, a couple of weeks ago. There was memos with his name on it from months before that, which came out later. He was later held in contempt of Congress for withholding evidence that still to this day he never provided. And he did not resign. And Pelosi didn't insist that he resign. And, And Janet Reno, similarly, was charged although it was never brought to a vote, with contempt of Congress for withholding evidence. So this idea that that throwaway comment rises above what Holder was clearly intentional lying, I just can't, I can't get my mind around. She's really, uh, she's just beyond the pale there, beyond the pale. But uh, it just demonstrates that this is all political grandstanding, obviously. And we are probably not going to get anywhere. Um, after the break, I want to, well, I, I want to, I want to play that clip for you of Jeff Sessions uh, just riding Leon Panetta. It's such a great clip because 
they're both obviously guys who are not used to taking crap from people and do not back down. But Sessions has the high road. You know, Sessions is defending the Constitution, although Sessions is no libertarian, and I'm sure he's going to do a lot of stuff that I would not approve of. Hearing somebody defend the Constitution like that, um, it was really epic. So I want to get to that. I, uh, Andre, I want to get to your call after the break, Andre. He says comparing Cuba to Russia, there is no comparison. So he wants to counter what the last caller said. I absolutely love setting the record straight or at least getting other opinions. It is 60 and sunny outside the studio and 8 on the Mellish meter. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. You can call 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. It's a madhouse! A madhouse! Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. Some sort of legal basis. We worried about international legal basis, but nobody worried about the fundamental constitutional uh, legal basis that this Congress has over war. We were not asked uh, stunningly in, in direct violation of the War Powers Act whether or not you believe it's constitution. It certainly didn't comply with it. We spent our time worrying about the UN, the Arab League, NATO, and too little time, in my opinion, worried about the elected representatives of the United States. Rarely do politicians acknowledge that Congress has the war power. It really it really irritates me because uh, they're supposed to have a declaration of war. It's totally unconstitutional to look to the president to make those decisions for good reason. And they call the president always commander-in-chief. He's commander-in-chief when called into actual service by the Congress. And uh, now I... Uh, my guess is, I didn't research it, but that Sessions goes along with the authorization to use force and that kind of thing. And some of the other uh, clearly defensive, if you want to say that, actions. He was really beating up Panetta because Panetta was talking about in a coordinated action where a bunch of countries gang up on another country, <laughs> like Libya. That's what they were talking about. He doesn't go to Congress. He goes to the international community. And Panetta would not back down, but Sessions would not back down. And uh, I thought that was heartening. Now, I think Sessions is one of those people, seems to me, where he believes you can take a really loose reading of the Fourth Amendment, that he's into the surveillance state and all that kind of stuff uh, as security measure. I would say that that it does not please me. And some of the other things, if he cracks down on marijuana in states that have passed laws legalizing it, I wouldn't like that. That's a violation of the 10th Amendment. I really care about the 10th Amendment. So, uh, you know, he's not he's not a libertarian. He's not my guy. But in this case, I think he would be a formidable opponent for if the Russian thing is just uh, trumped up, which it seems to be to me. Now, I would love an investigation. I would love the states to thoroughly vet the election process in their states because I think there is tons of election fraud. I want to see, I want to put my little piece of paper in a shoebox and sit with the shoebox until it gets to City Hall and somebody counts it in front of me and they write it down. I want that. And until I get that, I think uh, there are problems with the election process. But uh, I don't think it's Russia 
<laughs> I don't. Uh, but I will say when people call for popular vote, that will mean that the elections have to be overseen by the feds because you would be affecting other people's votes. If your state wants to squander their electoral votes by letting illegals vote and everybody's kind of okay with it, that's one thing. But if it's if it's an, a national popular vote, the election would be run by the federal government, and boy, that's when it's hijacked. That's when you can really have a banana republic. So on that note, I want to go to some calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, you could tweet at me. We're going to get some tweets in a minute, at Monica Perez Show. I want to go to Andre and Conyers. Hi, Andre. You're on with Monica. Hey, how you doing, Monica? Good. How you doing? Yeah, the reason I called, uh, you had a caller uh, call in and compared Russia to Cuba, and I just don't think they're the same. I think that's comparing apples to oranges. I mean, although you could say they're both dictators and they both had, you know, have done some bad things in their country, Cuba has never been, in my opinion, or that I know of, uh, trying to take over other countries like uh, Russia did with Crimea and Georgia. Um, You know, you just don't have the same kind. And then also, was it right before the 2012 election, Governor Romney, uh, during the debate, had said that Russia was probably our yes. greatest Sorry. threat. Mm-hmm. And every Republican across <laughs> the land team, uh, seemed to agree with that. And they were saying that, you know, how oh, Putin's kicking sand in Obama's face and Putin's doing this. But now it seems like, okay, Putin's our friend. You know, uh, I saw Putin. I, I was trying to get to that earlier. I had a call earlier where out of nowhere, Putin was... Uh, kind of made a hero in the alternative right i guess or whatever you want to call it that's such a loaded expression now i can't stand it but the what he i was even falling for it for a while because that crimea thing really did the u.s he probably leaked the tape but the u.s assistant secretary of state victoria newland authorized the coup in the Ukraine, arranged the coup in the Ukraine to oust the democratically elected government because they decided to make an economic deal with Russia rather than Europe. And then when when the government was basically collapsing, Putin allowed Crimea to vote whether they wanted to go with Russia, which was not collapsing, and Crimea is where his military base is. So I don't I think he was right on Crimea, but you you got to watch out for then saying this guy is always right or he's a good guy or any of that. I, I think exactly. you have to be cautious about that. I just wanted to clarify that, Andre. I know it's not exactly what you're talking about. But that being said, um, yeah, the Cuba thing, I look at the Cuba thing as it's just really a question of free trade. Do you as a country, you know, as a citizen, authorize your government to make moral judgments on other countries and whether or not you're going to trade with them based on their political system? You know, that's a question. What do you think? What's the answer? Uh, well, you probably know. Yeah, I mean, I just do you that. think that we should not we should we boycott Russia or boycott China or boycott Cuba because we don't like how their government treats their own people? Like, what's your opinion? No, no, I, I, I truly don't think so, because at times I don't like the way our government treats our people. So, you know, <laughs> right. boycott U.S. products. Right. So, I mean, it's it, 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 a kind of Trump. No, to kind of paraphrase Trump, hey, we all got bad people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I yeah. And wanna... I, 
you know, I'm a libertarian, so I'm an individualist. My parents won't buy from China. I can understand not buying from Cuba. I might think twice about buying from Cuba. I might dig into that a little bit if it truly is what my parents would say, slave labor. When you hear about people in China jumping out of windows, you know, for um, in the Apple <laughs> iPhone factory, I mean, you kind of might want to dig in and see if those stories are true and then wonder if you really want to buy that iPhone. I think that's a legitimate moral pursuit. Well, that, I'm not. That's you know. true. That's true. Yeah, but I don't know if I would trust my government who would could sell that kind of power for their own personal gain the individuals in government could sell that kind of power i don't think i want my government saying i can't tr- tr- trade with china or cuba or russia right right i, I don't i don't think they should I, you know I, I think trade is good for, for all countries um but again i just you know i just at this point i just don't see how russia has all of a sudden become our friend and we're just going to, you know, trust Putin to, you know, just get along with us. And, and because somehow uh, President Trump is now in office, that Putin is just now, you know, OK, well, I like, the, you know, I like America now and I have no problems with America. I just don't think uh, that's the case. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think that uh, we need to proceed with caution. I would also say. Let's not try to antagonize people. I don't know why Pence went to Europe and said, you guys have to start spending more on defense. They, 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 you know, it sounds like pay your fair share in NATO, but they're really saying build up defense. Trump just came out and said he wants the biggest Navy that's, that there's ever, that we've ever had, the greatest um, increase in naval spending. You know, you're not fighting ISIS with the Navy. So what's that all about? Our defense spending is very high and he wants the highest defense expansion ever i mean i I think it's if it's just rhetoric it's just game playing i'm not so worried but there seem you know and i keep i kept thinking that that that's where it was but this stuff is getting real and i'm i you know i'm cautious about that about antagonize you know what are they poking the bear let's see though anyway i want to i want to go to michael hi michael you're on with monica yes um concerning all of these things that are being thrown at Trump and his cabinet and his presidency. I actually think that the same people that voted for Trump, that collectively from East Coast to West Coast, grouped together on their own conscience and using common sense, that voted him into the office would have a groundswell on anything that would take place against his presidency, his, his cabinet members, anyone that he's going to appoint. Enough is enough on delaying yeah. him to do what he needs to do as president of the country. That is why people who didn't vote prior got out and voted and saying, we can't have her, Hillary, in as president because she's as corrupt as they come. And if something like that should approach him on what you were saying a moment ago, like Pelosi was saying, uh, well, on whoever that person was that you were citing, well, that's grounds for him for dismissal. Yeah, and what she was really wanting to say, well, that's grounds for him to, for being in jail. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot to say later on. She called for an investigation into Jeff Sessions on that throwaway comment. But let me just tell you, Michael, you're touching on something that is 
freaking me out. The way I was just telling Andre that the Russian thing, if it's all politics, okay, that's one thing. If you're poking the bear and uh, egging people on to build up their defense, their weapons and moving uh, Operation Atlantic Resolve, where we're moving troops up against the Russian border, look that one up. These things are uh, serious and a little bit scary. And, and what you're touching on about there's um, a video that Binkley sent me of Keith Oberman called, Resi- you know, it's this hashtag resist thing. And it's a whole video that says he must go. And the first thing he says, he meaning Trump must go. And the first reason he gives is because he doesn't believe in democracy. So this guy's is calling for a coup on the basis of Trump not being uh, respecting democracy. It's so paradoxical. But that but what and then this stuff that came out today Obama is tapping my phone or taps my phone and then news that Valerie Jarrett and Obama are teaming up to kind of have a counter government, whatever. It all sounds silly and like a distraction and like a reality show. However, we have been witnessing a couple of years now of genuine civil unrest being propagated from the top. And uh, instead of our government trying to help with harmony and civil Accord. They're promoting discord. What if it's real? What if we're looking at civil unrest? What happens then? And I'll tell you, I will tell you. Sorry, Michael, I'm coming up against a break. So I'm going to tell you what happens then. What happens then is everybody calls for, or it's plausible to claim that people are calling for a more authoritarian government, a crackdown, emergency powers, suspension of rights. That uh, That's what. You can really institute a surveillance state, a censorship state, a police state when you have this kind of civil unrest. Same thing with when you have war. You know, I'm worried that we are truly that they're actually going to lead us uh, towards true hot conflict. Uh, and and then we're going to have this transition in uh, in our society. I mean, I don't mean to be an alarmist, but I'm trying not to be. But it just seems like the signs, there are signs that this could be real. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. 62 is the high today, 37 the low overnight. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we're back talking about, uh, I do eventually, I know we're going to play this game so many times. I'm going to call it, but Obama did it because I played a clip earlier of Nancy Pelosi calling for Jeff Sessions' resignation first and foremost and an investigation of how he lied to Senator Franken on the floor about his contacts with the Russians, which she can't, if she believes that, even just based on what you heard on the show, if, you, if she believes that, she's uh, not functioning right. She's like mentally uh, impaired. She has dementia. Like she is not, cannot believe it. So, but there were things that, Eric Holder did where he he absolutely documented with intent, I would say is the that is I, I would say it's up to him to prove against evidence that it was not intentional and knowing he lied to Congress about Operation Fast and Furious to the Senate and was held in contempt for withholding evidence and she didn't call for his resignation. So anyway, uh I guess there's just gonna we're gonna have that back and forth for the duration. I'm going to Jesse in Cleveland. Jesse, you're on with Monica. Yeah, Monica. Yes. Um, 
Last year, there were three or four men in North Georgia arrested for advocating overthrowing the government. There were also last year four rangers, I believe, arrested and prosecuted for planning to overthrow the government. What You know the definition of sedition, obviously. Why is Soros, Obama, Holder, and the rest of those openly advocating overthrowing the U.S. government, a duly elected government? Why are they not already in prison? That's interesting. I mean, what Keith Olbermann is doing, I don't know what, what crosses the line of free press. I mean, if you're not allowed to cry fire in a movie theater, if that, if you don't have freedom of speech to do that, uh, is, I don't know. You know, I was never a fan of the anti-sedition laws because there's a fine line between uh, revolution, which I guess, uh, or resistance. But when they, you know, let's not give up yet on the process of the government. I mean, I'm an anarcho-capitalist. I actually don't believe this government can be salvaged on its own terms. But I am not a fan of either side really trying to overthrow the government at this point. But uh, I think what those resist videos saying Trump must go and being disseminated in hand in hand with these uh, telling people how to protest, telling people where to go, things that turn ugly. Then they, they maybe put agents provocateur like we heard on the uh, Project Veritas hidden tapes where the guys at Hillary's campaign were sending people to start fights, training old ladies how to get punched in the face. You know what I'm saying? So they really are. I mean, I hear your point. They are doing that stuff. What do you think the answer is? And they're not and they're not hiding it. They're out in the open. Openly advocating overthrowing of our government. And what do you think is behind that? Like, why do you think it's it's unfolding this way? Oh, I think the powers that be don't don't want Donald Trump to succeed. Obviously, uh, he's going to wreck their their gravy train. I I I mean, there's a chance of that. I also think that they they seem to want real civil conflict. They seem I to agree. want us to fight in the streets. I mean, it's it's really disturbing because I a year ago I would say this is all uh, just for show, but I'm starting to worry. You know. All right, so. I have to go. My battery's <laughs> yelling at me. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. I was I was at Binkley. What do you think? I mean, do you think that this could get real? Like I said earlier, hot war versus a cold war. Hot is like a shooting war. Cold war is you build up defense. I think it could get real. I think that they want conflict. I don't know what uh, war in this day and age with technology in our country would look like. but I think if I had to put my money on something, it would be they want the conflict so they can have the crackdown. And it's not Trump or Obama. It's behind that. It's the shadow government. It's that, that government which is forever, you know, above it all. But not to be too scary. I still have optimism, but I think that at this point... I'm considering that a possibility, which I really was not considering before. I'm going to get to Beverly after the break. She wants to tell me I'm wrong. Navy, the Navy is fighting ISIS. Give me a call, 800-WSB-TALK. Uh, uh, this is Monica Perez. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.